0: In this episode, I sit down with Ani Manian to talk about the Primal Six method. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big Jason. another episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes, where I share simple strategies you can use to get more out of your life. My name is Greg Clunas, and today I'm sitting down with Ani Manian. And besides being a guy with a great name, he's also the creator of Primal 6, which is an uh, just sounds incredible. First of all, awesome name again, but it's about helping entrepreneurs leverage their subconscious mind. And really not even just entrepreneurs, helping creators, people who want to change any area of their life, leverage the subconscious mind to get more done, to be more effective, and to effortlessly move towards their goals. So today, We're gonna talk a little bit about the primal six method. We're gonna talk about the years he spent researching this to create this process. And we're just going to try and learn as much from him as we possibly can. So without further ado, Ani, how you doing?
1: Amazing, Greg, it's such a pleasure to be here.
0: Absolutely, I am super excited for this. Um, Let's start with the, the most interesting question. What, is, what exactly is Primal 6 and what do you mean by leverage the subconscious mind?
1: Yeah, so Primal 6 was really born from my own journey, my own struggles and my own desire to actually make a big impact on the world without the resistance and the struggle and the stress and sacrifice that I experienced when I tried to do so.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What I realized was that just being successful by itself wasn't enough. Because usually it meant that in this world of hustling and grinding all the time to make the money, to grow the business, to be successful, you know, I was losing my time, my sanity, my health. Mm -hmm. And I was sacrificing my relationships and really my own sense of joy, right? It was almost like a transaction. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so I realized that the approach to grow both at a personal and professional level had to be holistic. So Primal Six was essentially the encapsulation of the insight. So the six actually refers to the six core pillars for an exceptional life. <laughs> Being, which is our mind and body. Wealth, which is abundance and prosperity. Freedom, which is our ability to choose what we want to do and choose when we want to do it relationships, because the depth of our connection and the quality of our connections makes all the difference to us. Impact, because nothing we do feels worthy enough Mm -hmm. if we're not impacting the people around us. And finally, power. But not the way we think about power these days, but in terms of authentic power, in Mm -hmm. terms of that confidence in who we are, in what we stand for, for that bulletproof, unstoppable feeling that enables us to cross chasms, to climb mountains, and to achieve things that we once only dreamed was possible.
0: Mm -hmm. So let me ask you, how did you um, land on six? Because uh, the reason I I, I smiled a little bit is because this concept of the six pillars of of life, that's a concept that I use as well. Now, my pillars are a little bit different, but... I'm really curious how and why it is that we both landed on 6 as the number. I'm curious if you have any thoughts on that.
1: Do you want the the honest unfiltered truth? Please. I had a really profound spiritual experience
0: mm-hmm.
1: on some really powerful psychedelics <laughs> and I got the idea for this as a download. And you know, this is I talk a lot about the subconscious but this is the real magic. This is where the real magic comes from, which is our superconscious, mm-hmm. which is our connection to this infinite well of wisdom inside us that is the entire universe. And when we shut up long enough to let the infinite creative potential of the universe speak through us, we sometimes get these insights into, you know, what our life purpose could be, what the vehicle for transformation could be. And, you know, I think it's really cool that, you stumbled upon a similar concept that you articulate, you know, in a similar way. Because I think, you know, from almost like a Buddhist or spiritual way of thinking, we're all one. Right. Right? As Rumi said, we are not a drop in the ocean. We are the entire ocean in a drop. Mm. And our superconscious is the universal mind it is the same mind that is manifested through my consciousness and my thoughts, mm-hmm. that is manifested through your consciousness and your thoughts. And so it's beautiful when these synchronicities occur and when we can sit across each other, having shared different journeys, having battled different monsters along the way, trying to scale different mountains and somehow come to similar conclusions.
0: Yeah, that, that is always fascinating. Uh, so tell me, you mentioned... Uh, You were a part of this just like hustle, hustle, hustle culture and it wasn't working. You're bashing your head against a wall and not getting the results you're looking for. Uh, What were you working on at the time before Primal 6 became the thing?
1: Yeah, I, you know, had started two companies which Mm -hmm. failed miserably. (laughs) As Um, they do. (laughs) I was directing strategy for a series of startups Uh, helping them grow their revenues, you know, close to 300% year over year Mm -hmm. for many years in a row. I was pulling the strings on, you know, $40 billion um, fast-moving industry, uh, leveraging, you know, technologies like AI and machine learning. You know, I was successful and succeeding in all the ways that were held conventional, but I never felt internally successful. I never really felt like I was in the driver's seat of my life. Right. And I realized that it wasn't just me hustling. It was actually the same thing that I saw all around me. And, you know, the, someone said, there's nothing more addictive than a steady paycheck. And even though a fat paycheck deposited in your bank account and a steady cadence feels good in the moment, yeah. but it also feels like a prison sentence. And, for some reason, I couldn't divert and dedicate enough resources in my businesses that I was trying to build on the side to grow them because on some level, I didn't believe in myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: as much as I needed to. Yeah. And once I departed from that hustle mentality, um, and it was actually a personal tragedy that made me sort of make that decision. Mm-hmm. My dad passed away and I saw that it was that same mentality that killed him. He'd spent his entire life hustling, Mm -hmm. chasing the fulfillment of expectations, shouldering the responsibility without any questions being asked, right? Bottling up any resistance and his own wisdom that might be saying, hey, maybe there's a better way. And that was sort of my wake up call. And I realized that life is really short and life is really short to do something that's built on the back of constant hustling, grinding and sacrifice. I yeah. realized that there was a better way and I needed to sort of, you know, go off into, um, this path to really uncover what that was. And once I did, I sort of got addicted to helping other people do the same.
0: Right. So, um, I have to ask, uh, long time listeners of this show know that, uh, about a year and a half ago, my father passed away and, since he passed away, there's been, it's been this constant journey of sort of trying to understand my relationship with him and trying to understand who I am as a result of him, who he was to me, uh, and, and, uh, really seeing a clear picture for the first time. It's unfortunate they had to pass for that to happen, but seeing a clear picture for the first time of like what he did for me. Uh, and, and so I have to ask you, who was your father to you and and how was your relationship with him? How is it now that he's, he's gone and you've had the time to to reflect on your life together?
1: So he and I had a very difficult relationship with each other. Mm -hmm. He was a physically abusive alcoholic when I was growing up, extremely self-critical of me, my entire life. Yeah. Um, Well-intentioned, but it didn't translate well in our relationship together. And you know, when he passed away, he was still, right before, I saw him four days before he passed, and he was still clinging on with the same level of stubbornness to, you know, who he thought he needed to be mm-hmm. to make me into the person that he thought I needed to be. And his passing um, really made me ask the question, how can I make the worst thing that happened to me the best thing that happened to me? Yeah, And... In a moment of awakening, I realized that I was born to him and I played the role that I played and I experienced what I experienced because he didn't have any other way to release the emotion that was building up. And I had in this moment of epiphany, I realized that I was basically an infinite ocean of love with the ability to absorb people's pain.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that was the role I chose for myself in this life. And in that moment, I found pure forgiveness for him and not just forgiveness, but pure appreciation. And I went through this insanely cathartic process where I was able to sort of understand our relationship, forgive him and actually love him in the way that I think I needed to. Yeah. And when I was able to let, we forgive not for the other, but for ourselves. Right? And when I was able to do that, it sort of like dislodged this this splinter that was in my in my soul, in my heart, mm-hmm. and it allowed love to flow back into me. And it was actually that moment when I realized that my purpose for the rest of my life on this planet was to help people break free of the self-made prison of their stories and limiting beliefs Mm -hmm. and find that place of genuine love, care, and self-worth so they can actually create the things that they're born to do.
0: Yeah. This episode of Tiny Leaps, Big Changes is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design, productivity, time management, finances, pretty much anything you can think of that you might need as you try to skill up in your career or start a business or any of those things you can learn on Skillshare. Now, you guys know how much I love learning and gaining new skills. So, I was looking through the list of classes earlier, and one big thing that jumped out at me was a class on how to create short documentaries. Now, I've been wanting to improve my video skills. This is something that is really important to me going forward. So, This is honestly a really interesting class for me. This is kind of showing up at the perfect time. So I'm super excited to jump into that class and start learning. But whether you're returning to a long time passion project, challenging yourself to get outside your comfort zone or simply exploring something new, Skillshare has classes for you. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two free months. That's right. Skillshare is offering tiny leaps, big changes listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash tinyleaps. Again, Skillshare.com slash tiny leaps to start your two free months right now. That's Skillshare.com slash tinyleaps. That makes a lot of sense. And I mean it's 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 the healing that needs to happen, right? Because we've all got our yeah. shit. We've yeah. all got the the trauma and the pain and the the sadness that has happened in our lives. And and that shapes so much of who we are that unless we're able to sh- heal past and and, and it, move on from ends up directing all the actions that we can take in our lives. As yeah.
1: Well. And you'll find this interesting, you know, the word passion, the root of the word passion actually means suffering. And so that's why the passion of the right, Christ yeah. is really the suffering of the Christ. Yeah. And from our suffering is born the things that we become passionate about, right? And as as I like to say, our karma becomes our dharma. Yeah. And so our mission in life, our purpose, you know, the the destiny that we want to manifest and the legacy we want to create is often born of the struggle, of the pain, of the 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 heartache. Um, and this is why you know musicians channel all these emotions into beautiful music. Artists channel this into mm. art. And you know, people like us, we channel this this wound, this pain, um, you know, especially when it's healed into helping others sort of relieve themselves of their own suffering.
0: Because well, to that point, I, um, I I spent a lot of time, especially around when I launched this show, uh, struggling with the question of passion one around how valuable was it to be perfectly honest and how necessary was it? Uh, and two around, do I have anything I'm passionate about? Like, am I passionate about things? Uh, and I, I still don't know the answer to question too, but something that really helped me and I'd love to hear your thoughts on it is reframing this concept of passion as instead of what do I love most in the world, more so what am I willing to suffer for? Mm-hmm. And that's something that uh, my girlfriend Rachel read an article three or four years ago that, that she ended up sharing with me. And once I, I read that, it clicked as, oh, passion isn't about oh, well, what's the hobby that I love the most in the world and like would never, like I wake up every day and unicorns and rainbows, I'm so happy. It's more so, well, what am I willing to push through all this shit for? Because like, I just need to do it.
1: Yeah, it's what are we not willing to tolerate in the world that we go to great lengths Mm -hmm. to make sure that isn't so. Because, you know, as you beautifully said, right, this journey that we're on, is not always simple, straightforward, fun. It's not a joy ride, right? I feel like entrepreneurship is probably the most intense personal growth experience one can have because this is personal. This is not business, right? We put ourselves out there. You put yourself out there in every episode, you know, saying, hey, judge me, right? And you invite people into your heart, into your soul to see you as truly and with as much vulnerability and- you know, it's personal. And so we have to be willing to really be committed to that cause to wake up and do it, you know, regardless of how we feel, because that's how much we care about it. Because this journey is not, you know, it's not like a gig or a job that, you know, after a few years you switch out, you know, in many ways you are the product. I am the product, Mm -hmm. right? This is not... A job, this is not a business. It's a way of life. It's a way of being. Right? It's a path that we've chosen to stick with, yeah. thick or thin, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so let's let's transition here a little bit. What step by step, what does primal six look like? So how does somebody say, Okay, I want to leverage my subconscious mind and, and start to to move towards the things I care about? Um, even outside of like my waking period, right? How do we actually do that? What's the first thing we need to, to be doing or thinking about?
1: So 95% of our mind is subconscious. Mm-hmm. It's like the Titanic was, you know, chugging along and it saw only the tip of the iceberg. Right. The rest of it was invisible. Yeah, That's how it is. Our conscious mind, which is 5%, is the part that has all these logical ideas of what we need, what we should do, uh, having more money, you know, having more success, having better relationships. But our subconscious mind is really the seat of our identity. That part is where we hold all of our beliefs about ourselves, about other people, about the world, about work, about, Mm -hmm. you know. um, And our beliefs essentially result in a certain set of thoughts we think in different situations. And the thoughts we think determine how we feel and how we feel and how we think determines what we do and what we do consistently, which is our habits. Yeah. And that gives us the results in our external life. So the first thing is to understand your subconscious mind through the lens of the results that you have in your life. Mm-hmm. So if you have a lot of money in your bank account, you're wealthy in your subconscious, right? You have good money beliefs, right? Or if you don't have much, and you start, you know, exploring what you thought about money, what you were trained to think about money. We are parents. Maybe yeah. you were told money doesn't grow on trees. Maybe you heard no pain, no gain. Maybe you heard, you know, you had to hustle and sacrifice and work really hard to make money. And typically that is the belief system you're taking into your job, to your business. And it usually creates a self-fulfilling prophecy. So the way we identify, which is step one, our subconscious beliefs is by looking at our life and seeing if we have the things we want. If we do, it's because our unconscious identity supports it. If we don't, it's because it doesn't. Mm -hmm. The second thing is really identifying which of those beliefs actually serve us. Now, every belief is a limiting belief to some extent, right? Compared to the infinite possibility that we could be living from. So, which is not practical, so our beliefs sort of help us like guide our way through life so it's understanding which beliefs don't serve us and then developing a clear picture of where we want to go so most people they work backwards because they think if i want to go from a to b i must start from a and then move towards b most people don't, they don't have a clear picture of what b is mm-hmm. what i do with primal 6 is help people work backwards Which is starting to work from the vision rather than to the vision, Mm -hmm. which means understand if you already had what you want, what you want to accomplish, who would you be? What would you believe? How would you think and what would you do? Right. And then installing that new identity into the subconscious of the person. Yeah. And then habituating it, because when you habituate it, your subconscious now catches it. Right. And it says, okay, this is our new way of operating right. and
0: it starts to develop and take on exactly that identity that you're and
1: with. if we start acting like the million dollar ceo if we want to grow our company to a million dollars as someone who's really fit right as someone who eats really healthy as someone who has great wonderful relationships that are mm-hmm. super balanced and full of communication and love then we'll automatically start doing the things that that person would be doing. Right. We'd be communicating more in the relationship. We'd be eating more salads and not eating you know, a lot of sweets. We'd be making those sales calls. We'd be you know, constantly um, trying to improve ourselves little by little, taking tiny leaps. Um, and the result would be we'd be creating what we want almost mm-hmm. as a self-fulfilling prophecy without the resistance. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it sounds like if I if I could boil that down and definitely jump in if I'm if I'm misunderstanding, um, you make the decision and then you bridge the gap, right? Exactly. So I decide I want my company to be worth a hundred million dollars. Right. Cool. That's the decision now I need to start acting like that. And because I'm acting like that, that starts to change the the outcomes that occur. And then because the outcomes are changing, eventually that gets me there or close to there. Um, and, and you hear this all the time, right? Um, or this idea that if you want to lose weight, you, you have to make the decision first and then you start acting in accordance with that decision. If you want to start a business, make the decision first, start acting in accordance, it could go down the list. Right. Um, And I think that's such a valuable way to look at it because it's simple. It's not complicated. Like pick the thing you want, make that decision and then bridge the gap between them.
1: Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, unfortunately, most of the personal development industry tells you to take massive action. Yeah. It focuses on the behavior. And the thing is, when we try and change our behavior, that requires motivation and willpower right? Which we deplete yes. during the day we run out of it. And most people, when they stop feeling like doing something, they stop doing it. Yeah, And this is why when we work from the identity level, and here's an easy way for anyone listening to try this, right? Just take the statement stem, I am the kind of person who, and then just start writing down all the things you can for 10 minutes. Yeah, I'm the kind of person who runs a mile every day. I'm the kind of person who wakes up at 6 a.m. I'm the kind of person who eats a lot of ice cream. And you'll quickly start to develop a self-concept, right? And you'll start to understand what you are in your identity. And you'll see that it corresponds to the results that you're getting. Mm -hmm. And so if you want to make big changes, focusing on the behavior level works for a little while, right? That's why people, they join gyms first of Jan. Mm -hmm. By February, they stop. Most resolutions fail. Most goals never get achieved. Diets become yo-yos. Doesn't work. But if we work from our identity and you start writing down, okay, if I want, you know, to lose 20 pounds, then I'm the kind of person who exercises every day. I'm the kind of person who Mm -hmm. eats, you know, salad for lunch. I'm the kind of person who stops eating at 7 p.m. Yeah. Then that becomes our identity and it guides everything we do. It became, yeah. it just makes it so much easier because now we have a rule book. We have a way of life. Yeah. And then we don't have to question our behaviors. Mm-hmm. We just know who we are, right? And if we're the kind of person who does something, well,
0: that's what we do. You, yeah, you act in accordance with it. And as we wrap up here, um, there, there's something that I always try to remind my listeners of Uh, going back to the question of the subconscious, right? So there's so much you're doing on a day-to-day basis that interferes with your stated goal. So I want to save to pay off my loans, for example. There are so many more times during a, a week period or a month period that you are spending without realizing, and it. it's very tiny amounts. And, and so you think, oh, not a big deal, not a big deal, not a big deal at the end of the month it added up that could have been $300 on a loan or whatever it is, right? Um, and so what I always challenge my listeners to do and, and my readers is, hey, become conscious first of the behaviors that are interrupting the, the goal that you have. So you've stated your goal, great, you've made that decision, I wanna do X. Now look at what you're actually doing. Look at what your life actually looks like and be crystal clear on that. And that doesn't mean judge yourself. It means understand that it exists. Then from there, you can start to, to change the behavior, right? What I want to, to posit uh, just briefly is there's, there's a hidden fourth step in there, which is, okay, now you're aware that these things are happening But instead of just, okay, let's change the behavior, first you need to change the identity. First you need to to understand, all right, I am the kind of person currently who does X, Y, and Z and spends this amount, and I'm now conscious of it. But then on the second half of the sheet, I'm the kind of person who, and then whatever the, the target actions are. And by doing that and really taking the time to have that conversation with yourself, it seems like it might make it easier uh, along the day-to-day side of it to take the actions would you say that's true?
1: absolutely i think you summarized it beautifully that you know the self sabotage is often invisible mm-hmm. but as you said raising the awareness to really understand what's going on makes a huge difference and then it. once we use you know literally repatterning ourselves at the identity level then we we don't experience the the
0: turbulence right
1: right and sometimes that even that is a magical experience.
0: Yeah. I love it. Ani, where can people connect with you? Where can they learn more about Primal Six? And if I understand properly, you, you have some kind of uh, free course for us to take.
1: Yeah. So I created a mini course for you guys. Just go to quantumleapcourse.com, quantum leap com. quantum leap course. Um, check it out. It'll help you understand what's going on in your life, what you need to do differently. Um, and also if you want to find me it's a n i m a n i a n dot n.com instagram Ani.Manyan. it's been a real pleasure
0: thank you so much for for being here this this is is definitely um up there as far as favorite episodes and and I love your approach to things. So thank you for being willing to share. And to the listener, thank you for, for tuning in and spending some time with us. Be sure to click subscribe if you haven't already. That's the best way to make sure you never miss a new episode. We are publishing every Tuesday and every Thursday. Uh, so tune in if you haven't already. We're also on YouTube now. So check that out as well. And be sure to connect with Ani. He is wise beyond his years. So check out Quantum Leap Course at quantumleapcourse.com and connect with him on any of the platforms. They're all linked up in the description. Thank you. As always, I've been Greg Clunis. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.